1: Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at olly.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: One-fifth of Canadians, completely out of money. 22% of Canadians, according to Ipsos polling for Global News, are completely out of money, quote-unquote. Now the number rises to 28% when you're talking about the impact on women. About two years ago, we first started talking about the significant percentage of Canadians who are unable or are approaching the point where they couldn't pay their bills at the end of the month. They were within $200 of not being able to pay their monthly bills. Now, we have 22% of Canadians telling Ipsos for global news. They're completely out of money. Daryl Bricker is the CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs. He's the author of that incredible book, Next, which is all about what's going to happen in this country, Next, going forward. And Daryl joins us. Daryl, thank you for the time. That 22% of Canadians overall and 28% of women uh, completely out of money. Is that figure of speech or is that reality?
1: No, I think it is reality. I think, you know, when you go and you look consistently across the public opinion, all the public opinion data that we collect these days, um, the, the issue of the affordability of life is really paramount for Canadians. So while the numbers are shocking, the trend is something that we've been seeing consistently uh, probably for at least the last year.
0: And these numbers, and you talk about the trending you've seen for the last year, these numbers are up considerably over the last one you did in October, yes? Yes.
1: Yeah, up three points and and not just on this one question, but when you look across all of the questions that we asked about affordability, all of those questions, we've seen um, concern trending up. Who's hurting most? Well, what we're seeing in the survey results is uh, women, uh, people who are middle-aged and younger. So older Canadians actually getting through this better than people in their mortgage-paying years or house-buying years. And uh, disproportionately, and this is really concerning, people with kids at
0: home. They're the ones who are hurting the most. Right. And it's, we're talking about staples that everyone needs in their homes. Food, clothing, shelter, transportation, they're all in there, yes?
1: Yes, and, and uh, just to add another, a little bit more context to this, Roy, 22% say they're flat out of money, but there's another 32% who say that if there were, if, if this continues, that they're not going to be able to make make, uh, make their bills either. So the number is not just 22. It's actually almost uh, just above half of us are really concerned about their abilities to make their, their, their monthly payments.
0: A lot of sleepless nights in Canada, Daryl.
1: Yeah, there are. And, and as you correctly pointed out, not for all of us, but disproportionately for people who are in their mortgage-paying years, yeah. house-buying years, family-raising years, those expensive years of your life, those are the people who are hurting the most, they tell us.
0: So, so what are the other, some of the other factors or, or uh, headings under affordability that, that you asked about, that people are concerned about?
1: Whether or not they're able to uh, feed their families. 62% of the people that we talked to said, you know, they're really concerned about their ability to do that. Uh, I, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I've never seen numbers that, that look like this, where people uh, looking at just their basic lives don't feel that they're in a position to be able to get by. Um, now, hopefully, what we're going to see is that the economy is going to improve through the course of the year. But if it doesn't, uh, the trends on these numbers are not good.
0: Well, the economy would have to improve significantly to make a real dent in these numbers, wouldn't it? Well, it's not just the
1: economy, Roy. It's not just the uh, you know is economic growth improving or is the stock market improving. I mean, the, the, the interesting thing about this is that these are not, the business, these are not business section stories. So the way that we report, uh, you know, what's happening in the economy these days, is we almost report it like sports. Yeah. You know, like scores in the stock market, or whatever. No, these are these are the effects that people are feeling in their daily lives. So even if the economy improves, if the cost of living doesn't improve, then this trend will continue.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking about, and, and I mentioned this with my guest on the last half hour, Dr. Eric Kem economist. The uh, the mood around the dinner tables in this country, in, in many, not not every home, obviously, but in a significant percentage, certainly in the one-fifth that are completely out of money, and the 32% who are worried they will be if things don't improve, that's 54% of the national population, uh, either out of money, completely out of money, or worried they will be, those conversations around the dinner table they're going to be stressful for everyone we, 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 Daryl we were talking for the last couple of years about the stress Canadians are experiencing because of the, because of covid because of the pandemic now we add this and the and, and our economic stresses are, are massive how can you know you look at your kids you want to be sure you feed your kids you want to make sure that you know you have a roof over your heads and now we have people in Canada an incredibly prosperous first nation world worried about the fundamentals
1: Well, you know, it is interesting. Uh, When we were worried about COVID, you know, everybody kind of got behind it. And, you know, we worked out vaccines. We worked out a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of things. And a lot of the punditry was talking about the fact that, you know, once we get this behind us, it's going to be happy days are here again. It's going to be like the roaring 20s. -hmm. Things are going to be great. And that's exactly what hasn't happened. What's happened is almost one for one concern about COVID has declined and concern not about the economy, but the cost of living has replaced it.
0: So and while we were talking, no
1: vaccine for that. Yeah,
0: while we were talking big picture economy, hoping to come roaring back a year or two years ago, now it's at the dinner table, now it's personal economy, now it's family economy. What am I going to do? And if somebody just uh, emailed me, what do I do about my aging parents? They have their on a fixed income. I'm in a situation where I have to worry about feeding my family. Now I have to worry about my parents. And, the, and, and this particular uh, series of, uh, of impactful moments just continues to climb.
1: Well, it's funny. You know, when we go out and we do surveys on things like politics, it's, you know, you say to people, you know, how, who are you going to vote for tomorrow? And it's like, ah, uh, you know, I haven't really been thinking about it, but I guess the following. Since you brought it up, I'll, you know, I'll say mm-hmm. the following. When it comes to the, this type of issue, people wake up every morning thinking about it. This is persistent. This is in yeah. their households. This is in their day-to-day conversations. Yeah. This is in the choices that they're making about how they're
0: going to live their lives. So these these numbers are deep and they're important. They are. You also found what sixty-two uh, percent of women. Uh, there's gender disparity in these numbers. Sixty-two percent of women fear they won't be able to afford gas for their vehicles.
1: Yeah, and you know it's and this is what we're seeing. There are specific groups that really do stand out, and women is one of them. Uh, people who are you know middle-aged and younger. Uh, also stand out um, and also people who are in, you know, lower income groups obviously are going to be the most pressured in all of this. But the, uh, th- this is clearly the issue that is day-to-day for Canadians right now It is the one that's keeping them up at night. It's the one that they would love to see a solution for, but they can't, they can't think of what, about what that would be.
0: And I have a feeling that uh, many people are suffering in silence behind the front doors.
1: Well, that's what, these numbers are, that's what these numbers are showing us, right? There's a lot of people who are suffering. They're, 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 they're not talking to people about it, right? And um, you know, not, They're not protesting in the street. Yeah,
0: and they're not, they're not volunteering the information to their family necessarily or their neighbors or their friends because they don't want to be the ones who say, I don't think I'm going to make it or I may not make it. Boy, this is really, really, really important. As you said, this is extremely important. It's reflective of the greatest fear in our society right now. I would say that that is the greatest fear. You want to take care of your family, that's the number one issue. In one sentence, what's the takeaway here? What's the takeaway? This is going to define the year 2023.
1: We're either going to get on top of this and start making improvements or it's going to become really difficult. And if I'm a political leader, I'm very concerned.
0: If you want to hear more,